Today on the newscast, we go inside an ancient Jerusalem building to see what life was like in God's city at the time of the Babylonian invasion 2,600 years ago. That's next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. This past weekend marked a very important date for the people of Israel. It was the 9th of Av, a solemn date on which both Jewish temples in Jerusalem were destroyed. First, in 586 BC, the mighty Babylonian Empire of King Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the first temple, Solomon's Temple, and burned it to the ground. Fast forward a few hundred years later to the year 70 AD, the Roman general Titus burnt the second temple to the ground. Folks, it's hard to believe, but both temples were destroyed on the exact same date on the Hebrew calendar, that is, the 9th of Av. Obviously, it is a very solemn time for the Jewish people and the people of Israel as they commemorate what has been a dark date in their history. Now, we know from reading extra-biblical sources like the historian Josephus that the destruction of the Second Temple was horrific. We also know from reading in the Bible and Second Kings that the destruction of the First Temple, Solomon's Temple, at the hands of the Babylonians was equally catastrophic. Here's the good news. The Jewish people have returned to their ancient and ancestral homeland, never to be uprooted again. And in 1967, once again, Jerusalem became the undivided capital of the nation of Israel. But since Israel did just commemorate the 9th of Av, I thought it would be a good time here today on the newscast to bring you back to the times of the Babylonian invasion 2,600 years ago. A little while back, I joined Joe Uziel, a great archaeologist from the Israel Antiquities Authority, inside a building that dates back to the time of that Babylonian invasion Old Testament times, again, 2,600 years ago, Joe took me inside this ancient building and showed ancient artifacts that gave a glimpse of what life was like in Jerusalem during the period of that awful Babylonian invasion. Take a look. Joe, we're talking First Temple period, Babylonian destruction of Jerusalem. In the last building, you mentioned bureaucracy. And that has a link to where we are standing right now. That's right. Uh, When we excavated here in this room, uh, as I mentioned before, we wet sift, we wet sieve all the dirt that we excavate. And as we wet sieve... Literally by hand. Yeah, and we find all these little small tiny finds. And some of those finds are quite important for understanding the complex administrative system that was existing in Jerusalem. Now, have you ever seen the movie Robin Hood? Of course. Okay, so there's a scene that always sticks in my mind with Lady Mary and she wants to send a letter to Robin Hood. And she takes her candle, she writes the letter, she rolls it up, she takes her candle, pours a little wax on it, and then she seals it. Well, in the first temple period, they wouldn't use wax. They would use small pieces of clay that they would put on it, and then they'd put their seals. Can I show you one of those seals? Of course. Okay, so I'm going to show you the actual seal, okay? And you can see right here, let me put this down. Uh, you can see right here uh, the letters in ancient Hebrew that mention the name of the official who owned this seal. 
and this seal would have been on his ring. You can see the hole running through, and he would have stamped those pieces of clay with his name. Now I want to show you. 2,600 year old. This is the original from 2,600 years ago. Joe. That's right. That's Unbelievable. Right. First temple period times, perhaps King Hezekiah sometime around that period, and you're holding it in your hand right here. That's right. Amazing. Okay, now I want to show you one of the actual ceilings, those pieces of clay okay. with the names. It doesn't really look like much, uh, and that's why we need to use wet sieving to find it. Mm -hmm. But this is uh, the name of a different official who stamped a letter in order to seal it. And the name is quite interesting because mm. it mentions Le Achiav to Achiav Ben, the son of Menachem. And all on this little seal. It's all little on ceiling. that little seal in ancient Hebrew. And if we take a look at those names, well, Menachem we know is one of the kings of Israel. Sure. And sure. Achiav isn't known from the Bible, but the name Achav, which has the same meaning, is known from the Bible. It's the same name. And Achav, Ahab, of course. The infamous King Ahab, of course. Exactly. Not a very well-loved individual in the eyes of the Bible. For sure. Uh, but apparently, people were still naming their children with that name as we see on this seal. Now, a couple of other things I mentioned before. First of all, we said that they weren't very good at keeping to the laws. No, they were not. So let me show you something that I think uh, really puts that into perspective. Yeah, and when you talk about that sieving, Joe, just so people know, it's very uh, tedious work, I guess you would say. There's mounds of ancient soil and dirt you're going through by hand, but man, you're finding some real gems, stuff like you have in your hand right now. Exactly. You see the little uh, idol here. It's basically a little figurine or a little idol made of bone uh, of a woman uh, with uh, uh, very, very delicately made. First of all, mm. if we put the biblical uh, prohibition aside, I mean, the workmanship on this is yeah. incredible. Intricate, and right. this is a pagan deity, a pagan goddess. Exactly, and if I go back to the workmanship, I want to show you something else that sure. exhibits the amazing sure. workmanship of the period. You, some of the people in Judah at that time, sadly, were probably worshiping similar deities to the Babylonians. And here we have another piece of bone that was worked into a pendant. You can see the hole there for hanging the pendant on a necklace. So this is like an ancient 2,600-year-old necklace. That's right. And this shock, wow, Joe, this is really, really well-preserved. That's right. Wow, you could buy this in a store today, it looks like. Well, that's one Amazing. of the advantages of excavating in the city of David is you yeah. find things from hundreds, thousands of years ago right. that as if they were made today and you're able to learn about life here 2,600 years ago at the time when the monarchy of Judah yeah. focused here in Jerusalem. Yeah, Joe, last question as we wrap up here. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg as we mentioned earlier. What's next? What do you expect to find here next as you continue to excavate? We always have this uh, sort of debate of what am I going to find? What can I do new that hasn't yeah. been done? And I mentioned before, really trying to get in new sciences and new pieces of information. So we'll excavate some more of these buildings and we'll collect more data on life in that period. For example, one of the surprising things that we found about Jerusalem uh, that uh, when we began doing the wet sieving uh, some 15 years ago is that the excavations here uh, yielded tons and tons and tons of fish bones. We have it in the excavations conducted here by Roni Reich and Ali Shukun prior to our excavations, and we're finding them here now. Now I'm gonna surprise you here. Uh, Jerusalem is not on the ocean. 
there isn't a river with fish. You don't have trout swimming around here, but they're shipping fish in from the coast because fish was part of the staple diet in Jerusalem in the first temple period. Of course. Joe, this never gets old, does it? Never, never. It's an exciting job every day. Every day holds something yeah. new. We live in exciting times. Joe, thank you so much. It was great. My pleasure. Thank you, my friend. Thanks again, as always, to the great team at the Israel Antiquities Authority for giving us incredible access into these ancient sites. Hey, if you like that segment and you want to see the entire show, that was episode 77 from the Watchman TV show. You can check it out right here on our YouTube channel. Just go into our archives under full TV episodes, episode 77. And remember, you can catch brand new episodes of the Watchman TV show on TBN every Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time and Fridays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Hey, if you love the newscast, you will love our 30-minute TV show. Also, don't forget, our good friends from Arza have a brand new subscription box. Go to artsabox.com, use the discount code WATCHMAN18 to get 18% off your Arza box subscription. Folks, these are incredible products made in Israel by Israeli small businesses. If you've never been to Israel, this is like receiving a small piece of the Holy Land at your doorstep in an Arza box. This month's subscription is focused on products made in the Galilee region of Israel. So not only are you getting these great authentic products from the Holy Land, but you're fulfilling that biblical mandate, Genesis 12:3, to bless the people of Israel by supporting small businesses in Israel. Again, artsabox.com, Watchman18 discount code. We think you will enjoy it. Hey, until next time, thanks so much for joining us here in the Watchman Newscast. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.